Hey there everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Med Talks. I'm Sahil, and I'm a junior doctor working in the NHS. Today's talk is mainly targeted towards all of you final year medical students, or do I now call you junior doctors? Foundation Year Zero? Physician Associates? Whatever your current official status is, I want to use this opportunity to welcome you to the front line. You all must have so many mixed emotions currently. Firstly, a huge, huge congratulations for all of you getting through those four, five or even six long and challenging years of medical school. For those of you who were lucky enough to get through final year without doing any OSCEs, I really do envy you. I appreciate that it must be difficult for lots of you who have had your eight week holiday, sorry, I mean elective cancelled. And the thought of being drafted into the working life four months before your time must be extremely daunting. I'm also aware that this is voluntary and you should not feel pressured into doing this. You should do whatever you feel comfortable with. But just be aware that you are never going to feel truly 100% ready to start working. I'm sure that I can speak on behalf of most of my colleagues around the country in saying that you're no way near ready even in August either. It is a huge jump from being a medical student to actually being a doctor, from just being around for ward rounds and doing jobs and then running off to teaching, inverted commas, to actually having responsibility for people's lives. But rest assured, if you do decide to join the front line, you will have minimal expectations and be given lots of support, especially from us F1s. So what next? How can you prepare? And what are you most worried about? In this episode, I'll go through some of the various concerns that you may have about the prospect of starting work early. So number one, fears about not knowing enough medicine. Well, firstly, as I'm sure you've been told several times during your final year, the amount of medical knowledge that you have at the moment is probably the most you're ever going to have in your career. So in actual fact, knowledge-wise, you're in a better position than we were back in August, when we'd had four to five months to forget everything we'd learnt for finals. And if you do want a refresher of medical, common medical conditions, then check out our upcoming episodes where we will go through various specialties. Number two, fears about doing the job. So from what I've been reading or been told, you're most likely going to be sent to hospitals that are affiliated with your medical school rather than the hospitals that you've been allocated to for your FY1 year starting in August. Well, this is already a good start as you're likely to already know some of the staff, know how the wards run, and hopefully you've done hospital placements in these hospitals before. And this is really important because you'll be familiar with the paper or the digital systems, requesting investigations, blood tests, or the equipment, and so on. And even if you are placed into a completely new hospital where you've not previously been, yes, it will take a few days to get used to things, but in the end, it comes down to a case of repetition. And of course, we'll all be there to help you through it. You'll be given proper inductions and will not be asked to do anything beyond your competence. And the most common jobs that you'll have to do during the day are ones that you've probably done several times before. So things like taking blood, cannulating patients, ordering scans or blood tests and writing in the notes during ward rounds. So number three, assessing acutely unwell patients. Now this is definitely by far the scariest job initially as a new junior doctor, going to review acutely unwell patients. The first thing to remember is you will be well supported with this and you will always have someone to ask for advice. The second thing is to always try and stay calm and realise that most of the time you have more time than you think. 
At medical school, when we would learn about all of these emergencies, it appears that, you know, it's a matter of seconds between life and death. And sometimes it can be, but most of the time, you have more time than you realise. So go back to your basics, follow the A to E assessments, which I'm sure has been drilled into you by now, and hopefully you've had some experience of practising this in your clinical years at medical school, through various simulation sessions, and hopefully you would have also seen this being put into practice with actual patients on the wards. Always ask for advice when you're unsure of things. Now eight months into F1, having done four months of surgery, four months of acute medicine, lots of on calls, lots of night shifts, I'm still regularly asking my seniors for advice about various issues. Just don't be afraid to ask, no matter how small you think the issue is. And again, the most important advice I can give you is to stay calm and try to have a clear head to think. I appreciate that it is easy to say this outside of this high-pressure situation, but honestly, it would help you so much. With regards to this topic, we do have a separate episode coming up where a junior doctor will go through how to assess acutely unwell patients using the A to E approach. Number four, useful resources. Aside from your peers and the seniors in your individual teams, there are lots of other extremely useful resources that are going to help you on the job. So things like pocket-sized books, apps, different websites, and we will talk about all of these in a separate episode, so do stay tuned for that one. Finally, becoming overwhelmed. You're all entering a scary environment four months before you had mentally prepared to do so, and I'm sure this is very difficult to come to terms with, and there's no doubt that you will have difficult days on the wards. It is so important to look after your mental and physical health, especially in these times. Make sure you're getting plenty of exercise in and abiding by government rules, of course. Release those endorphins, listen to music, regularly talk to your mates and your loved ones, watch your favourite shows on Netflix, listen to light-hearted podcasts and do everything to keep your mind positive and your body healthy. So this is it, guys. You've worked tirelessly the last five to ten years for these moments. All of the sweat, blood, tears that have come from all of those exams and all of that revision. And now this is your moment. These are unprecedented times and never before has the NHS needed you this much. You're going to look back on this time in a few years from now and be proud that you played a vital role in this crisis. You will learn so quickly on the job, probably much quicker than we ever did and you'll be much better doctors by the end of it. This is your baptism of fire, and you're joining the army to fight this war against germs. We've got lots more episodes in store for you, and in those episodes we'll talk about the most common jobs that you'll face during on-call shifts, how to manage unwell patients, and many other useful topics. Before I let you go, if you feel like you want a quick revision top-up on common topics from various specialties, we'll be providing several revision talks on lots of conditions. The first series is Cardiology, which you can find on Spotify and Apple Podcasts now. That's all from me. I hope you found this episode useful. We've got lots more in store for you, so do stay tuned. Please leave some feedback, give us a review, and share it with your friends or your family who you you think will also find these talks useful. And we'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Thank you.